Our first bhajan is on page 127. Oh, dear one, don't be proud of color and beauty. Death is standing on your head. Name and fame will exist for a few days. In a moment, the minarets of youth will be demolished. Be afraid of death's nature. You came to meditate on Nam, but Maya trapped you. You forgot the true all-owner in your heart. By meditating on Nam, we get liberation from this world. Tell what is the limit of breaths in this skin, the body. Remember the Lord. Don't forget him. Folding the hands, request this of him. Meet me, O beautiful Kirpal. Make us have your darshan. Meeting, quench the thirst of Ajayb. Let us do the simran of the Satguru. O dear one, don't be proud of color and beauty. Death is standing on your head. Page 127. Sajana, the city of the Motekadi Sajana, Kaladicha Sajada Soho, Kerimuni Arve, 
की मालकनु यार रे हाथी चेरी मुनियार रे दिलो ना बुलाए राखी मालकनु यार रे हाथ बन के बेनती कारिये हाथ बन के बेनती कारिये सिरी उत्ते मौते खादी साजना विसिरी उत्ते मौते खादी साजना रंग रूप दमान ना कारिये रंग रूप दमान ना कारिये सिरी उत्ते मौते खादी साजना सिरी उत्ते मौते खादी साजना मिलो कीरो पाल सोना प्यार शादी खादियो मिल के अजेब दी फियासनु बुचादियो मिल कीर पाल सोना प्यार शादी खादियो मिल के अजेब दी फियासनु बुचादियो सात गुरुद सिमरन कारिये सात गुरुद सिमरन कारिये सिरी उत्ते मोते खादी साजना सिरी उत्ते मोते खादी साजना रंग रूप दमान ना कारिये रंग रूप दमान ना कारिये सिरी उत्ते मोते खादी साजना सिरी उत्ते मोते खादी साजना Meet me, O beautiful Kirpal. Make us have your darshan. And our next bhajan is on page 134, Suche Namada. You yourself, make us have the color of true Nam. O beautiful one, come near. Don't go away after coming near. Don't look at our bad qualities. Since we have come to you, protect our honor. Don't look through the paper of our faults. Open our eyes, which are closed. We have the pain of birth and death. Becoming a doctor, lift this disease. Come listen, O beloved Kirpal. Folding his hands, Ajayev makes this prayer. You yourself make us have the color of true Nam. O beautiful one, come near. Don't go away after coming near. Suche Nam Da सचह चद देह रंगया पे आवी सोनिया आवी सोनिया कोलोदी जावीनत लंग पासे सुचे नामदा सचह चद Patve, 
Several people have returned and have said they would be willing to share with us. Um, so Mary Gibson uh, would be, like to begin, and then Bob uh, Pearsall and Tom Kuhner, and maybe some others, possibly.
It's always hard for me to do this, but I always feel it's important. So here I go again. Um, through group four, Sanchi's health showed great improvement in strength. It was really beautiful to see. Every once in a while, he uh, asked for some water during a satsang. And I feel that a shock went through everybody's system, like, is he okay? And I feel that was really good for us. It's really good to know that we can't take advantage of the precious opportunity he gives us. And uh, speaking about that, it's like a couple of years ago, he mentioned it was thematic through the whole trip I had with him, how fortunate we are to be able to go to his feet and get re-inspired and get back on track and do this thing we're supposed to be doing again. And um, I've, that's kind of been drilled into me now. It's real great fortune. However, everything else in my life seems to always be, you know, quote-unquote bad karma. And I was getting to a real bad trip about that constantly joking about, well, this is my bad karma, that's my bad karma. And this trip, he made it very clear from the first day, in group four all the way through Hyderabad, I had the great opportunity to continue on, that it's not bad karma, it's like we have the best karma going because it's all the accumulation of all the good karma that we've collected in all the past lives. To just meet him and then meeting him get on this path, and then getting on this path, being able to get initiated and have his grace to do the best we can. So now I have to rethink out my, uh, my whole psyche now on what's good and what's bad. He said, only if Almighty God showers grace on us, we cannot go into the company of the great Mahatmas. And I feel that we have the greatest karma being able to share in this great family of love by His grace, because it's only His grace that puts us all together. I'd like to share one of the things with you that is not on an audio tape, it's on a videotape. It's one of the children's darshan, the first day on January 13th of the full program in Hyderabad. Sanji gave a short talk prior to the bhajan session. Oh, actually, I'm gonna, I'll do that first. Okay, this is on an audio tape. It's a bhajan session. And it was on the, the great opportunity of singing the bhajans. And he said that he hoped all of you will take advantage of this precious opportunity to which beloved Master Kapal has given us and remain in his remembrance. All the bhajans are filled with love and gratitude for their masters. And by singing the bhajans, in a way, we too are expressing our love and gratitude for what master has done for us. In singing the bhajans, we should always remain humble and we should always be full of love and gratitude to the masters. If we go to the masters and tell, and this is quoted so on their face, that they are all powerful and almighty and like that, they will not like that and not allow us to do that. And also, if we go tell them directly that we are the poor ones, they will not appreciate that and will not encourage us to do that again and again. By singing the bhajans, it is a way of expressing what we have in our hearts for them, and it is a way of telling him that we are the sinners and the downtrodden 
and he should shower grace on us. So he was very strong about that. So I thought that was really interesting. I never heard that. And little by little, people are more appreciating singing the bhajans. It's been like a 10-year period of slowly people getting more into them. Now it's actually difficult to sing one to him in a group. But he always sees your little half finger go up and he gets you. So he knows you really want to. He lets you. The, the talk that was is not recorded on anything but the journal tape of the Hyderabad program was a children's darshan on that same day prior to the talk on the budgets. And Sanji prefaced it with saying it was a children's story and it was about a clever fox. And I tried to take it pretty verbatim, but since a lot of it is repetitious, I kind of shortened it a bit. He said, once there was a clever fox, and she thought she was tired of living this life of poverty because she did not have enough to live on. So she went to a cat and said to her dear sister, you know, I've been having great difficulties financially, and if you can lend me $50, I'll give it back to you in two days, and you can help me by doing that. And the cat agreed to it, but wanted her money back in the exact day. After she got that $50 from the cat, she went to a dog, her friend the dog, and said she needed more money and asked for $100 and would pay it back the day after tomorrow. The dog was also very gracious and agreed to lending her the $100, but wanted it back in the two days that she had said. She said, yes, I will give it back to you if you come to my place to get it five minutes after 12. After that, she went to a jackal and said the same thing. If you lend me money, I really need $200, I will pay it back to you 15 minutes after 12. The jackal also was very sweet and gracious and said, okay, no problem, but please give it back to me at 12.15. After that, she went to a leopard and asked for $300. She said, I'm in need of your help, and if you can lend me this money, it would also be very good for me. And she too agreed to lending the, the fox the money. Then finally she went to a, the tiger and she said, you are the king, you are the gracious one. I, I am in great need of some money. Can you help me lend me a couple hundred dollars and I promise I will give it to you back on the day, two days. So the two days later came, as she had promised, the cat came and all the other people also, but the cat came first, and she was very clever to talk five minutes to the cat. And as she's talking to the cat, she does tell him at the end that she does not have the money, and then the dog comes in. And when the dog comes in, she explains, she leaves the cat, she goes over to the dog, and she tells the dog that she doesn't have the money, but you could eat this cat, because this is all I have. And the dog eats the cat. And then about 10 minutes later, after the dog is finishing up the cat, the jackal comes in and he's asking for his money. And she said to him that she doesn't have any money and the only thing she owns is this dog. So if she wants him, she could have him. And the jackal eats the dog. And then the leopard comes and the, 
The clever fox replied that this is the only thing I have, and if you want it, you can take it too. So the leopard eats the jackal. And then the tiger comes. Now you know the tiger is as strong as the leopard. So when the tiger comes, she does the same thing. But the tiger and the leopard start fighting. And she says this is a good thing, that both of them are fighting. So she leaves the hut. Then she thought, I have saved... No, then she decided, since she left the hut and they're fighting, to burn the hut. So she sets the hut on fire. And she thought, I have saved all this money and fooled all these people. I'm very clever and all that. And then she thought to burn, she was burning the hut. Only then, when she burned the hut down, then she realized that the money she had collected was left in the hut and how many people she had killed only for that money that she did not even get to use. She became very sad and regretted what she had done. And Sanji was so sweet, he was laughing. He said, the meaning of the story is that only that money which we earn and work very hard for is the money that remains with us. And the money we get by fooling other people or by some other means, it never stays with us. And that is why we should always remain content on what we have earned ourselves. And I kind of said, hmm, he's telling this to little children. <laughs> it was kind of interesting. But it was very sweet. He was laughing because he had, he, when he was describing how, what to tell Papu to tell everybody of the clever fox, he was going through all these other words and everybody, all the Indian people were there, the Baga family was there and they were all trying to help him with the word for fox, and it was really cute. It's a very sweet uh, scene. But that story is a new one. I've never heard that one. And the other thing I'd like to share is something from group four, and it's a very serious satsang, and you'll be hearing it. Um, I'm just taking some expert excerpts from it because it impressed me very deeply. Uh, it was one of the bars of Bayagurudas, and Santi was talking on the characters of the Jivas of the Kali Yuga. And he starts in with uh, what Guru Nanak said, that all the wisdom and cleverness and the thinking in this world won't get us to God. And then he said that this world, the int uh, this, he said the intellect of the Jivas of the Kali Yuga is like that of the dog. He says, the dog eats inedible things, and then he barks. And he barks to the dead bodies. And he barks because he's afraid that some, someone is going to take the food away from him. He's actually afraid, Sanji said, that somebody else from the dead body will get up and share his food with him. And he went on to say that, Guru Nanak says, such intellect of the jivas of the Kali Yuga Day and night, the dog of greed is barking within them and craving for, craving for worldly things and always thinking day and night how to get more. And they don't want anyone to share the things with them. They want to keep everything for their own selves. And then he went into um, lovingly, uh, Bayaguru Das has said, the king will earn the sins and the fence will start eating the crop. Guru Nanak said, the darkness of the dirt will prevail all over and the moon of the truth will not shine. Everyone will go for the dirt and the darkness and no one will search for the reality or the truth. 
And they referred to the, uh, the new budget, uh, what they were just singing, which unfortunately I don't have on in hand right now, said the truth has thrown away, has been thrown away, it has gone up to the sky. Nowadays, you see how people that rule, how they throw dirt at each other and criticize each other. And he went into the whole thing about the rulers of the Kali Yuga. And he said, Master Sawan Singh uh, used to ask the kings on there when the Lord of Judgment would take the kings. He, he mentioned that they were asked, was there anyone in their kingdom that was happy? And he also said, people speak lies and they tell lies and their lies, they make the people follow them. And he said the rulers should choose to follow the religion, but they don't. They have closed their eyes to religion. Then he said those who do not have a good reputation while living, they do not earn good reputation when they die. Even if they make people bow down to them, still they do not enjoy a good reputation. He said, you know that intoxication of power, the rulers of the time crucified the great masters and tortured, and they were tortured by the rulers, intoxicated in this power. He said, Emperor Aurangzeb was who killed Guru Tegbar with his sword. Where he was killed, the people pay homage to the great soul, Guru Tegbar. But on the other side, he said, the grave of the emperor, Aurangzeb, uh, no one will take even care of the grounds where he's buried. And then he said something really very interesting, which is kind of difficult to understand. Guru Nanak is not criticizing any woman or praising any man. We are all females, and God is the only male. The rest of us are dressed in the karma of the two genders. Um, the difference of gender, male or female, is only up to the dishwandwa. Dish the soul is, the on is only the soul. So he says, the females have started to give the knowledge. The males have indulged into the pleasures and eat the meat and wine and have forgotten their real purpose. He says, the jivas of the Kali Yuga are not even embarrassed in, in giving up the bad deeds and continue doing the bad things. They have no dignity and character. Only those who do the devotion of the Lord and become absorbed in one, can see the good and the God in all. Then he said, in this world there are many imitators. You enlighten your home, but their home is dark and plundered. And he said, the imitators are worshipped, and those who sit claiming to be the true ones in the marketplace are given honor said, neither he has the nam within nor the shabd within. He only loves the darkness because of the greed he is involved in. He says how if the jiva has not done the meditation of shabd nam, he is like a gambler who returns home empty-handed in the evening. He said, the same is the condition of the one who does not do the meditation of Shabbat That was January 2nd, 1990 in group four. And I 
really felt strongly that he wasn't just referring, he never prefaced it saying the worldly people or the initiated people. I feel strongly that he was referring to all of us because it's a tough world, you know. It was a beautiful trip. Hyderabad program was the most successful, most sweetest family program they've been. I think Sanchi wanted it to be like that and was. <laughs> uh, nobody got sick, um, deathly sick. Everybody, mostly everybody got to meditate and that was the goal of the whole program and that's what Sanchi wanted and that's what happened. And it was reported to me that he was very happy with the program, especially because of that. And it was real sweet. And we were all very fortunate to be able to share it and be there. Thank you. I'm really happy to uh, have a chance to say something um, because um, I really, I really feel confident in the master, and um, I really feel grateful to all the masters. And um, I was, uh, I was initiated by Kirpal Singh, um, but. Um, Somehow, through the physical body of Sanji, I can appreciate uh, Kirpal Singh in a way I never could. And um, I guess the master that initiates you is your ideal. Um, I guess it's just something that um, that doesn't change, but anyway, I'm really, really grateful to the Master Power for enabling me to, to see, to appreciate him more through, through Sanji. Um, I'm really, uh, I'm really happy that Sanji's coming here. It's really, uh, that's fantastic for everybody. Um, for some reason or another, I guess we can't all go over there, and uh, it's, I don't know, I guess any of us that's seen the Master, it's like, what can you say, it's the best thing that can happen to you, and uh, so anyway, it's all going to be happening to all of us really soon, and uh, that's, that's wonderful. Um, that's really the main thing I wanted to say, but um, I'm going to say a few other things, too. Um, one thing is kind of intellectual, and I guess I'll, I'll talk about that first. Um, and uh, I guess this doesn't have directly, indirectly it has something to do with Sanmad. But uh, prior to going to Rajasthan, I had, uh, I had always had a lot of... Uh, 
mental ups and downs and uh, was always wondering how to deal with them. And, and Sanji had always encouraged me to do Simran and Bhajan. And several months before going this time, I did um, a workshop which um, I think it was fairly typical of um, the New Age psychologies. And I don't mean this in a derogatory way to say New Age because I felt like I really got a lot from that. But basically, the idea, I guess, is similar to lots of uh, elementary meditative systems, too. The idea is to whatever thoughts or particularly emotions or, you know, lust, anger, greed, or an emotion that comes up, you sort of, instead of hating it or repressing it, you sort of, in, a, in dispassionate ways you can, you, you uh, sort of watch it and... and uh, Somehow these, these workshops are, are set up in, in such a way that these, these things do tend to come up and, um, and I felt like I related to some of these things in a different way and that they had less power over me um, and that they were sort of, a, that it was a good thing, it was a good experience. And um, Sanji didn't say not to do that and yet he never uh, said, yes, you did get something from that. He never said that either. But um, in the first question and answer period, and the reason I'm bringing this up now is because in the first question and answer period in Rajasthan and also in Hyderabad, there was a talk that referred to this kind of thing. And, um, and I sort of uh, interpreted it for me in a certain way. That the question was someone had, um, was having trouble with uh, mental upheavals. And, um, and they asked Sanchi what they should do, that they did this and that thing. And um, he, um, <laughs> he took what, what one friend of mine called the ultimate hard line. He said, uh, the meditator doesn't allow the mental vibrations to come up, something like that. Uh, and uh, <laughs> you know, while I was there, you know, and in Sanchi's presence, uh, I was actually ahead. It was, it was good because my mental vibrations were much less than they usually are in his presence, and I could see what he was getting at, definitely. Um, and, um, and then he went on to, to, to uh, give an example of a good satsangi as Papu's father, who he told about his life, and it was such a simple uh, kind of life where he just really wanted to please the master and sought the protection of the master, kind of. And uh, it gave a new slant on... Uh, on my view of what maybe the ideal satsangi should be. Um, but anyway, um, later on in, in Hyderabad, he talked about, um, sort of referred to this kind of thing again, and it, it, he really, for me, it, he seemed to say that, and he wasn't talking to Dr. Molinas. There were lots of us Joe Blows there that were, you know, wondered how can we, you know, not allow the mental vibrations. But anyway, he was saying, you know, really you should, uh, I felt he was saying, try to depend as much as possible on the practices and, uh, and the love of the master. And, um, and that's really um, where you're going to get the most help. Um, let's see. Um, another thing I'll just uh, talk about real briefly is um, a friend of mine that I've, I've been with uh, in India uh, with Sanji a few times. Uh, 
was uh, I was uh, we were in the same group and um, it was sort of interesting um, because um, he had uh, a real dramatic trip and uh, and I sort of felt like a, a pawn in this divine play and I would sort of watch these things happen to him and then I'd have some little part to play and somebody else would have a little part to play to sort of keep the thing going but it was it was like this inevitable uh, thing that he had to go through it just kept getting worse and worse and worse in a way but we could all you know see kind of what was happening and uh but it was really he was in the thick of it it was really hard to do anything except maybe inject a little humor and hope it might rub off a little but anyway uh when i look at it now in a way uh on one level what was going on was he was and I think he was supposed to do this. It was all set up. But he was sort of asking the master for something. And the master was sort of cleaning him up so he could accept it, you know, so he could sort of be a little comfortable with what he might get. And, uh, but it was, uh, it was really, uh, it was heavy duty. And, uh, and when it was over, it was like, uh, once it was over and he got his gift, everything changed and it was like, before nothing could be right and now nothing could be wrong you know it could be raining or something and and this guy would say wow the sky looks really beautiful <laughs> and uh but uh but anyway he said uh, i said i said boy it seemed like you had to pay a lot for your gift and uh would would you uh was it worth it to go through that again and he said he said it was yeah he said it was really hard but it was worth it um and then another friend of mine uh, from France was there who was uh, very, very sick. He, uh, the doctors don't expect him to live very long at all. And uh, he, was, uh, he was really having, um, I guess it wasn't easy on him, um, but he was uh, definitely, there was, really evident that the grace of the master was working there uh, in a real obvious way. And uh, I asked him a little bit about it, and he said that it was, it was, uh, that he could feel the master working, and that, uh, and, and he said, and, and he didn't say this in a negative way or anything. He just said, I said, well, you seem to be, have a good attitude about all this. And you seem to be in a good, you know, somehow it seems to be, you know, your mind isn't revolting too much or anything. He said, uh, well, at any rate, one is, one is obligated. And um, it, was, it was really nice. He had a very... Uh, he had a very, uh, even though he had a really difficult time, and it wasn't he wasn't like blissed out all the time at all or anything, but he was really, uh, he, I could sense the master power like purifying him for whatever he was coming in contact with. Um, and that the last thing I was going to talk about is um, that. Um, this trip, there are three, 
kind of trips to both Kirpal Singh and Sanchi that, that stand out in my mind that, um, that I was sort of aware that something, I know that something always happens, but there are three trips where to me I was sort of allowed to be more conscious that karmas were being paid off and, and that something really good was happening. And, um, and uh, the first one, I remember I was in uh, with Kirpal Singh and uh, we were over there for about three weeks maybe. And um, I always wanted, I always wanted inner experience, a, a lot of it. And, uh, you know, I was always discouraged. I was always disappointed because I never uh, felt like, a, never felt like I got what I really wanted in the inner experience with Kirpal Singh and, and up to the time of this trip. And uh, so anyway, I was just meditating real hard and, uh, and uh, striving. And, um, and, I, and I, I definitely got some intoxication and appreciation for, for, the, for the Master. But I, I still felt a little disappointed. And then the last evening we were there, um, I was sitting down and... Uh, it was outside, it was night, and it was a satsang, and I was quite a ways away, but I was just looking at him, and it was the last evening, and he looked real beautiful. And then all of a sudden, I started feeling what I might call the reality of the master, and wow, <laughs> I couldn't handle it at all. And this was really elementary stuff. And uh, I, uh, you know, I just felt my impurities, and uh, I, I really like those dirty smells or whatever you want to call them, and, and it's like I really, uh, this, you know, slight withdrawal or whatever you want to call it, um, was really very frightening to me, and um, I had a better appreciation um, of how the Master generally takes us at a pace that's, that's um, not too hard on the disciple, sometimes, I guess. And then, um, the first time I went to, to Rajasthan with Sanji, it was something very similar happened to me. And, um, and uh, it made me appreciate um, that everything's being worked out at the proper rate. And this time it wasn't, it wasn't as intense, but, but what, what I really felt was kind of, um, several times I felt that same intense reality, and I don't know quite, maybe I'm sure in one way or another we've experienced that, that, that awe, and um, it's like, um, Well, I guess, I guess one way of saying it is that I don't think I can really appreciate um, my relationship with the Master until I am more purified. You know, he's just, this is about as much as I can take, you know, and it's like um, that purification is, uh, is uh, you know, the real Master I would be uncomfortable with, kind of.
Well, I guess that's about all I have to say. But anyway, um, if anyone has a an opportunity to go be there with the master, <laughs> try to try to uh, just try to set things up so that you can uh, you can do that. It's really it's such a wonderful thing, and uh, yeah, and. Uh, I don't know, I feel so confident in the master power in a way that uh, I guess, you know, it's, it's all in his hands, so it'll, it's working out the best way. Well, I look around this room and I just see such dear friends in every one of you. Um, and it's really all His grace. I, we share such a such a thing that, uh, gee, it just leaves me speechless, which is really the wrong thing to do at this time. <laughs> 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 uh, I, uh, I decided that I would share something before, um, I mean, this morning, sort of the last minute, and I'm really not very well prepared. Um, but uh, two things. I guess whatever comes out, I hope, uh, will be meaningful to someone in this room. Uh, it is all subjective. Um, my mental, intellectual faculties are definitely limited, and uh, I feel really basically totally incompetent, um, not only in general, but especially when it comes to sharing something <laughs> that the Master, uh, you know, has given me. Uh, it definitely seems that each of us have different needs at different times, and that He gives us according to what we need. And uh, whatever I say today, um, as far as what I've received from him, may or may not pertain to someone else at this moment. I don't know. Um, but I think the overall picture I'm getting from the Master, which was reflected in Bob's talk and in Mary's, is that um, that hardline stand, uh, that the only thing that really counts when it's all said and done is Simran and Bhajan and whatever else we go through and however we go through it doesn't really matter I mean it's just karma that's going to get washed down the drain and uh, the only thing really left is how present moment conscious uh, how much devotion how much time we've given him and he said this to someone that I heard on the trip, that it's all put in our store. And what we may think we're not getting is being saved for us to be given at an appropriate time when it won't be wasted. And if any of us know what our ego is capable of doing, I think we all know that we could waste precious, the most precious thing very easily. 
if we are given the chance. And I think only through His grace we're able not to have to waste it. Before going on this trip, I was feeling how much I wished I could go to Rajasthan um, because the atmosphere there is so pure and um, it's uh, so ideal for doing our meditation. And um, I realized, though, that this was the only time I was going to be able to see the Master was at this city program and that I would gladly go for that reason only. Um, you know, my reservations were because one, it was the city, and India is not the cleanest place. Um, and I was worried about being sick and just general filth. Um, there was more noise in the city, there's more people, both um, Westerners and Indians. Um, there was double the size of a regular group for Westerners, and there were tons of Indians. And I was just afraid of general distraction. But afterwards, that was before, during, it was, well, during and afterwards, I can honestly say that um, I'm so very happy to have been able to go. The things that I were worried about did not really bother me to the extent that I thought they would. It wasn't that I didn't have trouble with some of those things, but it was very minimal. And I think the the basic lesson that I got, and um, this has happened before because I went to Bombay in 1980, was that it doesn't matter where you go to see the Master. It, the main thing is that the, that the Master's there and that everything else will be become okay. And that was definitely the case. Um, everything became manageable. And the most important thing, the thing we centered on, was the Master and doing the work that he wanted us to do, which was meditation and devotion. So this was a very important lesson, and it also was reflected later in my interview, because uh, I asked him a question dealing with distractions and outside things, and and how how could I meditate or make progress when these things were so constant in my life? So not only did he answer it verbally, but he also answered it during this trip because he showed me that if your attention's on the master, if that is your priority, if that is your focus, then all the other things diminish. And uh, I'll say more about that too. I want to actually read that to you. But um, in the thing I was looking forward to the most in the trip was my interview because it was my personal time with him and it was my one-on-one -on -one time. It was um, usually the point of my trips that I appreciate the most. And um, in thinking about what I was going to ask to talk to him about in my interview, 
a lot of stuff came up, just about personal problems and distractions and day-to-day things. And then that bhajan session came along, and what Mary related to you already was that he said that the bhajans were the place to really uh, express your worthlessness and, and praise the Master. And it wasn't appropriate to do it in the satsang. I mean, in the, oh, excuse me, in my interview. And uh, the word also came out from the Sevadars that because of Sanchi's health, which seemed basically okay, but he definitely struggled during the satsangs to talk. Um, and he would cough and he would lose his voice. And it was not a pleasant feeling to see the Master go through this. And... Uh, the, the, the Sevadars there requested that we all um, limit our questions so that we can save his voice and to only ask him about meditation or if there was something super important uh, that would be okay too but otherwise to really limit what you're going to ask him so while Sanji was saying this in the bhajan session I saw the door to my mind being closed Literally, it was that uh, illustrative. I mean, it was like a door going, a heavy iron door. <laughs> it was the Master's wish that we don't talk to him about this stuff. So it really centered my mind on, well, what can I talk to him about? And the only thing left was my meditation, um, which I'm obviously not going to share with you. But um, it was very very wonderful to have the direction and to be able to see that the master was giving less emphasis on this stuff day-to-day stuff that was always going on you know it was always causing waves it was always causing some problem some pain you know and again the whole thing is sort of symbolic of what life, day-to-day life should be. I mean, are we going to keep our attention on these things that are always coming up, that are always going to be bothering us, and that are endless? Or are we going to be able to accept them, say, yes, you know, this is part of life. And more importantly, though, what is part of our life is our meditation and our attention on on the Master. And give that the most important uh, emphasis So, um, so I lost my train of thought. But anyway, coming to the interview, I asked him about my meditation, how I was doing, and sort of a general feeling of what I've just described. There's always stuff coming up. I feel sort of helpless, sort of hopeless sort of hopelessly helpless about this, you know, my life and my karma and my and my mental and in the faculties that are given to me, you know, to deal with all this stuff. And the other thing I mentioned in my interview, which has, I'm sure, affected us all, was the recent deaths in the Sangha, um, both here with Bobby's passing, 
Um, and the two that were reported in the Sampani, um, Melody and uh, Papu's father. The, the whole thing being for me that life being also 44 now, that life seems very fleeting and unpredictable. And that the pain of death is becoming more and more reality. In the back of my mind, I also wanted to ask him about something Bob mentioned. It was the interview, uh, the, the, um, the workshops that are available to people to deal with this day-to-day stuff. Um, I had taken them also and felt a lot of help, a lot of grace in getting that help. But I also was feeling divided because I felt in a way I wasn't really giving the master. I felt like I had, I felt like I had sort of let the master go. I felt like I had, instead of asking it directly from him, I felt like I was looking for it somewhere else that help and um, I felt like I got it but I also felt sort of like I was letting myself down or letting the master down by not just hoping that I could I mean getting it you know directly from him which he had very much given to me in the past Um, you know I had gone through a divorce that was very painful and uh all through that time, he had given me so much support that I wished it, you know, it never stopped in a way. <laughs> it was, you know, a very, very wonderful time for me in relationship to the path. Um, it was also a very painful time. But um, what I was going to say was. I also, I mean, after that period had passed, you know, other things came up in my life that I wanted. And, you know, I sort of wanted it my way, and I also sort of wanted uh, the Master to give it to me. And uh, he couldn't. You know, it revolved around desires that I had, that whether they were good for me or not, I mean, it seemed normal to be asking for. And even though I didn't ask him, Directly, I did indirectly, and uh, I felt like he wasn't able to do it, either because I wasn't worthy or I wasn't in my karma, I would say probably, or it wasn't appropriate for him to deal with it. So, in a way, I felt like I was letting go of his hand. And this was in the back of my mind. I didn't ask him directly about it, but it was answered in my interview. Wonderfully so. So I guess I'm just going to read now um, with that background uh, what he said, or the part that I can read about what he said. I hope that um, we can all take something from it. The worldly problems have their own role to play, and the meditation which we do has its own role to play. I know and I agree with you that the worldly problems have a major role to play in our progress. But 
when you meditate and when you will give more importance to the meditation and when you will give more effort in the meditation you will see that the worldly problems will decrease and you will not be aware of them the gracious hand of our almighty Lord Kripal is over our head and when he has showered so much grace on us and when he is protecting us so much why won't we connect ourselves completely to him because in the end he is the only one who is going to help us Master Kripal Singh used to say do not become hopeless don't ever become hopeless in your life because there is hope for everyone I say the same thing but in a different way I say it is worse to surrender than to be defeated and the thing about the path is that there's nothing else that can give us what it can give because I mean despite all this worldly stuff and day to day stuff and the help that we can get in that there's nothing else out there that can give us the help that we get in our last breath it's just not available he's the only one that can do it so you know i mean in one way why waste our time yeah and i say that not wanting to put anything else down cuz i you know like i said i mean i felt like i got great help from stuff that i've done uh the workshops and stuff but i guess it's keeping everything in that perspective that yes you know these things can help us but don't lose the perspective that um that the master you know is the most important thing and then the other thing he said in my interview uh, that i want to share with you is um we should learn from every death we witness because one day we will also have to go through that same thing but there is a difference between the death of the worldly people and the death of the gurumukhs because the gurumukhs or the children of the gurumukhs and I'm glad he said that because I don't relate to the first one at all but I can relate to the fact that I am a child of the gurumukh because the gurumukhs or the children of the gurumukhs they do not come back into this world again when they die and they leave this world they go back to their real home whereas the worldly people when they leave this world they have to come back again into this world that is why kabir sahib said do not weep do not mourn the death of the gurumukhs
because they go back to their, to their home. Mourn the death of the worldly people who come back to this world again and again. I'd like to say more. I'd like to talk for a long time. I'd like to I'd like to just share the master with everybody for a long time. But I think that's it for today. God bless you all. Thank you. <clears throat> um, the I do have a couple of announcements before we have the some tape, and then the closing bhajan and parshad will be distributed. <clears throat> the announcements are that <clears throat> next Saturday, February third, we will be having a retreat in honor of Kripal Singh's. Um, birth anniversary. Kirpal Singh was born on February 6th in 1894. And so Saturday will be the uh, day set aside to honor that. And on the following Saturday, February 10th, so that's two weeks from yesterday, John Pianowski has offered to show slides from his most recent India trip. Remember John spoke, uh, I think, two weeks ago and he's going to show slides of that instead of a video satsang. So that's at 7.30 on the 10th of February. And also recently published um, is an announcement about Sanchi's upcoming tour this summer. We did receive dates uh, from India, and they were set for the 21st of July through the 30th of July. So that's a little, keeps getting a little earlier than was originally announced. So we've, we've been trying to pin these down to the best uh, God willing as far as we know. And that's the uh, recent and so far firm dates that we heard. So those are the dates set in this little brochure, which you might want to pick up at the book table, although perhaps <coughs> it's maybe being mailed to the local Sangat. Because there's a tour questionnaire in here which will also be very, very helpful to get back as soon as we can. And we'll keep people posted with um, information as, as we get it regarding the tour. It's been, um, this is continuing the Bai Gurdas series of, of talks. We'll hear just a few minutes of this. Uh, this was from the 1st of March, 1989. ਮੇਰਾ ਮਤਲਬ ਇਹ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਿ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਆਪਦੇ ਨਾਮਦਾਨ ਵਾਲਾ ਦਿਨ ਨਾ ਯਾਦ ਰੱਖੋ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਯਾਦ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਨਾਲ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਆਪਣਾ ਜੀਵਨ ਦੀ ਵੀ ਪੜਤਾਲ ਕਰਨੀ ਜ਼ਰੂਰੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਆਈ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਮੀਨ ਟੂ ਸੇ ਥੈਟ ਯੂ ਸ਼ੁਡ ਨਾਟ ਰਿਮੈਂਬਰ ਦ ਡੇ ਵੈਨ ਯੂ ਵਰ ਇਨੀਸ਼ੀਏਟਿਡ ਐਜ਼ ਯੂ ਰਿਮੈਂਬਰ ਦ ਡੇ ਵੈਨ ਯੂ ਵਰ ਇਨੀਸ਼ੀਏਟਿਡ ਐਟ ਦ ਸੇਮ ਟਾਈਮ ਯੂ ਸ਼ੁਡ ਆਲਸੋ ਇੰਟਰੋਸਪੈਕ
ਦਰਸਲ ਪਰਕੈਂਸ ਤੁਹਾਡੇ ਪਾਸ ਹੀ ਬੈਠਾ ਹੈ ਜਦ ਮੇਰਾ ਇਹਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਮਲਾਪ ਹੋਇਆ ਮੈਂ ਕੋਈ ਡੇਟ ਨਹੀਂ ਦੱਸ ਸਕਿਆ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਮੈਂ ਕਦੇ ਡੇਟਾਂ ਯਾਦ ਰੱਖੀਆਂ ਹੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੁਣ ਪੱਪੂ ਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਹੀ ਹੈ ਕਿੱਥੇ ਜਾਣੇ ਹੈ ਜਿੱਥੇ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਮੈਂ ਆਪਦੇ ਗੁਰੂ ਦਾ ਧੰਨਵਾਦੀ ਹਾਂ ਉਹਨੇ ਮੇਰੇ ਨਾਲ ਯਾਦ ਰੱਖਣ ਵਾਲਾ ਡੇਟਾ ਨੂੰ ਬਖਸ਼ ਦਿੱਤਾ ਹੈ when i met russell perkins for the first time he is here and he might remember this that i did not i was not able to give him any dates i was not able to answer about the dates and things like that and even now when we go for the satsangs and to various places papu is with me and he remembers all the dates and things like that and i'm very grateful to beloved lord kripal that he has blessed me with someone who can remember the dates agge chal bhai number 19 vaan vich phal vanaspat varas gand sugand sohande amb sada phal sohane ਸੇਵ ਅਨਾਰ ਫਲੰਦੇ ਦਾਖ ਬਿਓ ਬਿਜੋਰੀ ਜਾਮਨੂ ਖਿਰਨੀ ਤੂਤ ਖਜੂਰ ਅਨੰਦੇ ਪੀਲੂ ਪੇਂਜੂ ਬੇਰ ਬੋ ਕੇਲੇ ਅਖਰੋਟ ਬਣੰਦੇ ਮੂਲ ਨ ਪਾਵਣ ਆਕਟਿੰਡ ਅਮਰਤ ਫਲ ਤਜ ਆਕ ਵਸੰਦੇ ਜੇਥਣ ਜੋਕ ਲਵਾਈਏ ਦੁੱਧ ਨ ਪੀਏ ਸੰਗਤ ਗੁਰ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਸੁਣ ਗਿਣਤੀ ਅੰਦਰ ਚਾਖ ਚਖੰਦੇ ਕਪਟ ਸਨੇਨ ਥੇ ਚੜੰਦੇ ਕਪਟ ਸਨੇਨ ਥੇ ਚੜੰਦੇ ਪਿਆਰਿਓ ਭਾਈ ਗੁਰਦਾਸ ਜੀ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਜਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਬੰਸਪਤ ਖਿੜਦੀ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਖੁਸ਼ੀ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਆਪ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚੋਂ ਬੜੇ ਅੱਛੇ ਫਲ ਪੈਦਾ ਕਰਦੀ ਹੈ ਜਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਅੰਬ ਹੈ ਮਿੱਠੇ ਫਲ ਹੈ ਅੰਗੂਰ ਹੈ ਮਿੱਠੇ ਫਲ ਹੈ ਅਖਰੋਟ ਹੈ ਕਿਰਮੀਆਂ ਹਨ ਖਜੂਰਾਂ ਹਨ ਕੀਲਾ ਮਿੱਠੀਆਂ ਪੇਂਜੂ ਸੰਤਰੇ ਸੇਬ ਹੋਰ ਵੀ ਬੜੇ ਮਿੱਠੇ ਫਲ ਹੁੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਬਾਗ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਉੱਥੇ ਟਿੱਡਾ ਵੀ ਰਹਿੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਸਾਰੇ ਮਿੱਠੇ ਫਲ ਰਸ ਦਾ ਇੱਕ ਛੱਡ ਕੇ ਅੱਕ ਬੜਾ ਕੜਵਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਅੱਕ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਪਿਆਰ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਸਾਰੇ ਫਲਾਂ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਪਿਆਰ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਰਦਾਗਾ ਉਹ ਅੱਕ ਦੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਬੈਠ ਕੇ ਖੁਸ਼ ਰਹਿੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਟਿੱਡਾ ਵੱਲੋਂ ਟਿੱਡਾ ਪੁੱਤ ਅੱਕ ਦੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਅੱਕ ਨੂੰ ਖਾਂਦਾ ਉਹ ਬਿਲਕੁਲ ਇਹ ਥੋੜੇ ਜਿਹੇ ਦਿਨਾਂ ਦਾ ਹੀ ਉਹ ਮਹਿਮਾਨ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਸੋ ਟਿੱਡੇ ਤੋਂ ਭਾਵ ਮਨਮੁਖ ਹੈ ਸੋ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਬਾਈ ਗੁਰਦਾਸ ਜੀ ਮਨਮੁਖ ਦਾ ਵਿਸ਼ੇ ਬਕਾਰਾਂ ਚ ਪ
Sai Gurdasi now says that when the vegetation grows in its pleasure, in its happiness, the vegetation gives us many delicious fruits and many delicious things to eat. Many good food, good fruits like oranges and grapes, dates, walnuts and many other delicious fruits are grown. And in the garden you may find many different kinds of delicious foods and fruits and like that. But there is a certain kind of uh, uh, creature who does not like to drink the juice of all these good fruits, who does not like to eat any of these delicious fruits. Instead, he always chooses to go and sit and love a tree which does not produce anything sweet. It's, it is a tree which only produces the bitter, bitter taste. So that creature does not like to go and sit and love the other trees which produces good fruit but he always likes to go and sit on and he loves the tree which produces only the bitter juice so here that creature is compared to the condition of the manmuk <laughs> So Manmuk, the deceit lover, even though he comes in the company of the masters, but still over there, he always goes on counting his own counting and he does not reach his destination. Pai Gurdas Ji says that as a blood sucker, even though it remains uh, with the cow, but she but it does not drink the milk, it only sucks the blood. Lekan Guru Nanak Kende hai, Beshako Manmuk. no matter if that creature who is here compared to the Manmuk, even if he is involved in the worldly pleasures and does not like to do the devotion of Lord, but still if it is but still if he is in the will of the master and if he is he gets the grace of the master, he can also reach his destination. Guru Nanak Sab says that no matter if that creature lives on that bitter taste producing tree and he loves that tree but if it is in the will of lord even that creature can get his get to his destination and he can also enjoy the elixir lekin guru nanak kende jinnan nu sab sahulatan parmatma ne dittiyan han achhi sehat hai acha ghar de andar khan paan hai acha makan rehn ditta hoya hai phir oh parmatma nu yaad nahi karda to guru nanak onu haathi jaisa karke bayan karde hai so, 
ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਪਛਤਾਉਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਮੈਂ ਇਹਨੂੰ ਇਨੀਆਂ ਸਹੂਲਤਾਂ ਦਿੱਤੀਆਂ ਸੀਗੀਆਂ ਅਫਸੋਸ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਮੈਨੂੰ ਯਾਦ ਹੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਰਦਾ ਭੁੱਲ ਹੀ ਗਿਆ ਹੈ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਸੇ ਦੇ ਦੋਸ ਹੂ ਹੈਵ ਬੀਨ ਬਲੈਸਡ ਵਿਦ ਅ ਗੁੱਡ ਹਾਊਸ ਟੂ ਲਿਵ ਇਨ ਦੋਸ ਹੂ ਹੈਵ ਬੀਨ ਗਿਵਨ ਸੋ ਮੈਨੀ ਗੁੱਡ ਥਿੰਗਸ ਟੂ ਈਟ ਐਂਡ ਦੋਸ ਹੂ ਹੈਵ ਆਲ ਡਿਫਰੈਂਟ ਕਾਈਂਡ ਆਫ ਕੰਫਰਟਸ ਐਂਡ ਕਨਵੀਨੀਅੰਸਸ ਗਿਵਨ ਟੂ ਥੈਮ ਬਾਈ ਗੋਡ ਆਲਮਾਈਟੀ ਇਫ ਦੋਸ ਪੀਪਲ ਆਲਸੋ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਡੂ ਦੀ ਡਿਵੋਸ਼ਨ ਆਫ ਲਾਰਡ ਗੋਡ ਆਲਮਾਈਟੀ ਡਿਪੈਂਡਸ ਫॉर देम ਹੀ ਸੇਸ ਦੈਟ that those people are like the elephants who eat hundreds of mounds of the jaggery and they eat hundreds of uh, mounds of other foods but he always but the elephant always likes to be in the dirt and looking at his condition even god almighty depends that he was given so much but still he did not take advantage of it so sanu dukh sukh hi te hai har halat vich ਉਸ ਪ੍ਰਭੂ ਦੀ ਭਗਤੀ ਕਰਨੀ ਚਾਹੀਦੀ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਸ਼ਬਦ ਰੂਪ ਗੁਰੂ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਜੁੜੇ ਰਹਿਣਾ ਚਾਹੀਦਾ ਹੈ ਓਨਲੀ ਹੀ ਸ਼ੁੱਡ ਬੀ ਰਿਮੈਂਬਰਡ ਇਨ ਪੇਨ ਐਂਡ ਹੈਪੀਨੈਸ ਨੋ ਮੈਟਰ ਵਾਟ ਕੰਡੀਸ਼ਨ ਇਨ ਆਲ ਦ ਕੰਡੀਸ਼ਨਸ ਵੀ ਸ਼ੁੱਡ ਆਲਵੇਜ਼ ਰਿਮੇਨ ਕਨੈਕਟਿਡ ਟੂ ਦੈਟ ਆਲਮਾਈਟੀ ਲਾਰਡ and our final bhajan is on page 36 kirpal guru aja kamo guru kirpal the sangat is calling you in your hands is the key to the whole world folding their hands the sangat is calling you where did you go o giver leaving the sangat this is my prayer that you may always show yourself to us o protector of the sangat do not delay hearing our voice come soon all the sangat is sitting waiting to have your darshan o doctor of the sangat the medicine is in your hands somebody else locked the door and you applied the key you saved yoga by becoming the guard when nanaki called you came at once lovingly you ate the chapati of request in that way you come and don't forget me from the bear, from the very beginning you have been hearing the requests you made the ship of makan the trader come to the shore save the sangat this is the request of ajayb the sadhu come o guru kirpal the sangat is calling you in your hands is the key to the whole world kirpal guru aja kepal guru aja sangat pukar di tere hate vich chabi odata sare sansar di kepal guru aja kepal guru aja sangat pukar di tere hate vich chabi odata sare sansar di sangat pukar di hai tove hat jor ke sangat pukar di hai nove hat jor ke kite chale giyo data sangatan chor ke 
Kite chale gyo data sangata nuchorke tendere di kali sada merie pukarji tere hate vichichabi odata sare sansardi
O setara ajatu, menena bisara ji, tere hate vichichabi odata sare sansare di. Kirpale guru aja, kirpale guru aja, sangata pukare di. Tere ate vichichabi odata sae sansare di. Sunada pukara data mudato tuayave. Sunada pukara data mudato tuayave. Makana lubane da jahajabane layave. Makana lubane da jahajabane layave. Sangata nubachale e ukar ajay basada di. Tere hate vichichabi odata sare sansare di. Kepale guru aja, kepale guru aja, sangata pukare di. Tere hate vichichabi odata sare sansare di. Come, O Guru Kirpal, the Sangat is calling you. In your hands is the key to the whole world. If anyone did not get Parshad, they can come up afterwards. That's me. Thanks, Bob. God bless us all. <laughs>